spoken name. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop, bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it would be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Spoken me. Spoken me. Hi, guys. It's Andy and again. I'm back at my second home again today. The cafe over at St. Peter's Square. I think this is my fifth podcast I've done here now. <laughs> it's brilliant because today it's really quiet in it, but sometimes it can be really noisy. But you can get a really good sound in that vibrance in here. Now, I've got a poet with me today, and I'll let him introduce himself in a few minutes, but he's, he's becoming a fast one of the regulars over the night I co-host in Stretford Speakeasy. And he's originally from the Blackpool area, so his accent, oddly enough, isn't very Blackpool. I know people from Blackpool. Yeah. But Anthony, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are. Obviously, apart from me being originally born and bred in Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell them where all your creative stuff came from and any influences on the start from there. Okay, so um, I'm Anthony, but I'll just call myself Ant because no one's called me Anthony for a long time by my granddad. And he's dead, so no one calls me anymore. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, my name's Ant. We'll go with that. Um, yeah, from Blackpool. Um, I'm fiercely proud of that, which is, I, I find not a lot, a lot of people are. Yeah. But, um, it's, I, know, I, know, I know Blackpool fairly well. Yeah. And it's like, it's, you're right, a lot of people are embarrassed to have this. Yeah, but there's so much going on there. There's so much going on there that you don't see. Blackpool has a lot of problems, for example. It, it's, um, it has a lot of problems like socially economic problems. Mm. Uh, I think that's fair yeah. and plain to see. Is it um, one of the poorest towns in England or something? It's, well, yes. Also, I'm from one of the poorest estates in Blackpool, oh. which was on an index of the 25 most deprived areas in the <laughs> northwest. Right. It's a place called Grange Park. And there was Grange Park, South Shore, and River was on there as well. I think that might be... I need to research that again, but that was roughly around about 2016 I saw that. Because mm. uh, I, I was writing something about um, attainment grades in Blackpool at the time. Um, but I'm fiercely proud of it. I, I have no problem with it. The art scene in Blackpool is flourishing. There's so much going on there. You've got like Left Coast. You've got the ICANN group. You've got Independence as well. Is that by the art B&Bs being made there? You've got um, you've got my friend Garth. He's got a he's got his own studio there. He's got his own oh, gallery. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. loads oh. of stuff there. You've got the, you've got um, the actual gallery there as well. Yeah. You've got all that stuff. And so it has a hard, large social economic problem and I think that's fair people are addressing it because Blackpool may have that but what it has what's really really amazing about it is it has a community it has a huge sense of community and it might be community through adversity maybe but at the same time I've worked with these communities I, 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 I did a project with um, I did a project with a community there um, working with the with like the, a windmill mm-hmm. so what I did is that um, I worked with the community lo- local to that area. His name escapes me, it's really bad, but it was a few years ago. Um, we'll forgive you for that. Thanks very much, I'm sure they won't. Um, so, so I worked with them and I was asking them, oh, what do you think about your local area, all this sort of mm. stuff. I did workshops with them and then I animated different coloured cogs with their words on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we projected that onto the windmill oh, of their words, yeah. saying like, uh, I think about this about my community, mm. and I was doing like a lot of things that came through, like themes. Yeah. And I worked with the Illuminations in Blackpool and Left Coast in order to do that for them. And that was amazing. Some of the stories that came out of there, these, like, um, luckily I can't remember the names, which is, you know, kind of unfortunate, but then again, GPRD, so I wouldn't have to tell you anyway. Um, so one of, the, one of the ladies that came to the workshop, her, her home had just recently burnt down. Oh, bloody hell. It was really like, Jesus. The whole community came together. It was near Christmas when it happened. 
the whole community came together, got toys, got everything, the children had stuff. Oh, excellent And it's story. stuff like that which you don't see. Yeah. You just see the newspaper headlines bashing the place. And it's stuff like that, it's like, we may be a forgiven transient town, we may be a, not forgiven, a forgotten transient town. Yeah. We're a town of heart, mate. We're not just entertainment, there are real people there. I think it's amazing. amazing. No, that's great. And story, that, that comes very strongly when it comes to me and my work. Mm. Where did your work in Richard come from, then? I know you've not been, you've come on tight in a bit, but I know you've not been Manchester that long, have you? So. No, no. Um, do you mean working poetry or my other uh, stuff? Or? Whatever you okay, want so, to so originally, whatever you want to talk about. So originally, <laughs> I, I never was a performance poet growing mm. up. Um, I've just done theatre work. Mm. Well, an awful lot I've never, obviously, if anyone's ever seen you, you can see that from your background as a person. You're very theatrical in your work, anyhow. I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I studied theatre a lot because uh, growing up, um, I struggled to write because um, it turns out I'm dyslexic. Uh, I only found that out in the last year of my university when I was doing my PGC. But it you know, we found out in the end. The second year for me, mate, in university. Yeah. And I was 28. And, um, also. and I, I did struggle to write. Um, just, I don't know what it is, but um, I have great ideas in my head which I want to communicate. But then when you put me in front of a piece of paper and say, write that down, I got, uh, uh, it just gets lost in transition from page to page. So growing up, I, I struggled with that and certain things like, the thing that people just don't understand about dyslexia, it isn't just all letters based, it's sequence based. Yeah, that's what I'm on, yeah. it's the sequences that get me. Yeah, yeah, it's sequence based. So I can read quite well, but I can't write very well. So it's one of those things like, so it's, it is a bit of a spectrum, it's a thing. Um, and so I remember struggling so hard with like, the parameters of what you have to do. Mm. Um, but then I remember, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I think a teacher and my mum was like, well, why not try this? And I was just being creative, just drawing pictures and this, that and the other. And ever since then, I realised quickly, and with the help of my parents, they've been so supportive of this throughout my entire life, that I can use creativity to sort of bridge the gaps of my misunderstandings. Yeah, no, completely. I, mean? I can well relate to that. Yeah, so if I don't understand something and I don't get something, I have the tools to be creative to make it work for me. Yeah, completely. Did you find you dyslexia? Because I'm dyslexic myself and yeah. I've overcome it a lot from older than you for some distance now. When I first did it, I could barely string a word together on pages. When I got into poetry, it seemed to click on me like at that time. 100%. Yeah, that's when they then seem to prove everything else a long term on me. So Yeah, so uh, I, I think uh, the paradigm of writing a structured essay mm. is obviously so much different to the paradigm of being creatively free to write a poem. Oh, God, yeah, completely. Obviously, I think that's a logical statement, but for me, it makes more sense in my head to write a poem than it does to write that. Yeah, yeah, just, it just The sequence just works. So that's why I like writing poetry. Like, I can express what I want to say in a poem, Mm. But then again, I'm also aware that I'm performing, which is a little thing because I know yeah, that I can, difference. I can move in a certain way. I can have inflection in my voice in a certain bit. Yeah. I sing certain words. I can put emphasis on to get my point across. So I just feel more free to talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you do. You define look as well, obviously, because people, yeah, people have seen you on stage. You know, it's like you put you on stage from a different person, don't you? So. Yeah, more of an animated version of myself. But I look like a cartoon anyway, so it's, it's all right. <laughs> I think um, if you're into American wrestling, or as um, Steve Austin always says, when you're on stage, you're putting in a persona of yourself, you just turn the volume up by a button to present. Yeah, going up to 11. Yeah, going up to 11. Exactly. I, think that, I, I can see that with you, actually, I can, because it's very entertaining. But obviously, we're going to come on to your poem to the bit anyway. Sure. So when you were obviously growing up then, was there any sort of writers you really liked or artists in question? Believe it, it's going to sound really, really sort of um, <laughs> obvious, but Dr. Zeus. Oh, genius, genius. You know, growing up, yeah. not, and I, I read... Um, genius. I read a lot of stuff growing up, you know, like Dr. Zeus, um, Lemony Snicket, Series of Unfortunate Events. Absolutely. We just finished watching the first season of that Channel 4. Oh, not, on the, oh do, do you mean the Netflix one? Yeah, Netflix one, yeah. Oh, no. No, I prefer the film with Jim Carrey in it, which isn't even great anyway. No? The Netflix one I find really, it's really weird. I feel really bad because the boy Klaus is putting in a bit of a performance. Mm. He's earned his paycheck, however small that might be. The baby Sonny is CGI and it's creepy, mate. It's so creepy. Oh, it's a bit odd that. It's idea. not an uncanny valley, it's a whole canyon. It's not quite right. 
and the girl called Violet is putting in a she's having a go but she's not very good and, no, and the Neil Patrick Harris stuff it he gets kind of oh, quite alright but it doesn't quite mesh and everything's just a bit I knew I was in trouble when I watched the first episode and they threw a rock across the water and it was all CGI at that point I was like buckle in mate this is not going to go well <laughs> but I stayed the course and I haven't watched season 2 <laughs> Fair enough, mate. It's one you either love or you're going to hate. Yeah. And that's, and that's all I'm going to say. That's a, that's, a, that's a series of books that are generally near to my heart, though, because everyone had Harry Potter growing up, mm. and I didn't like it growing up, if I'm honest. And that's not, I don't want to just be a contrarian. I just didn't like it. I preferred a series of unfortunate events, but that does bleed into the fact that I quite like macabre morbid stuff anyway I think it's a yeah it's a dark time you know it's a yeah, child isn't it so. those things were growing up um, my granddad was into poetry ah because um, he was in World War 2 of course, um, yeah, of course second yeah. wave from David Landings I think um, and he used to read he had poetry books in his house all the time ah. my grandma and granddad had them and he it was like wartime poetry and this and the other and I didn't understand them as a kid but I thought oh I'll be all arty and I'll read them and you know I can't recall them too well now because I was very young but I remember them I remember yeah. the book I remember it was blue it had uh, war, uh, it had uh, war poetry and a, like a, yeah. a diamond shape on the front with like lines across it it was like a pinstripe book with a yeah. red little town thing and it was in the I know exactly what room it was in it had a keyboard in it and, uh, <laughs> I remember all that and it, that must have had an effect yeah and and my was always like subconscious effect in you know my dad's like that my dad's 83 now, would you believe? Yeah, yeah. And my dad, like, we used to read Rudyard Kipling to me in his childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said he, he moaned about it today. That drilled it into him. Yeah. He did when he reads Ring Wolf and Owen, that sort of that. But it's subconscious a lot of it is half the time. Yeah, my mum and dad always read to me, and my grandma and granddad read to me. So I've always had this literature, literary yeah. influence, and I'm very lucky to have that. I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. And it shows you the work. You've had a good background immediately, so. Now, obviously, like I did, you used to be your Baltimore Blackpool, and you come to Manchester now, haven't you? Yes, yeah. Now, I know you've been in Manchester for 18 months or so. Roughly. And I know you took a break from performing, didn't you, as well? Yes, Well, like I did, you've just come back to it literally this year, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, this year. And it surprised me when I saw you speak easy, because that was the first time you've done it in 18 months, I think. Yeah. I was still there saying, God, this guy's... It's a proper veteran. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> we did this show, but like I said, it's you said already that like, you were on stage first at Speakeasy, which surprised me how nervous you were, basically, weren't you, the first time back? Yeah. Um, did Had you done much performing before that? Yes. So, in, in terms of performance poetry and stuff, um, I've done quite a bit. So, I um, was part of two groups in Blackpool um, the Pub Poets mm. in Blackpool. Um, that's Lisa Bauer and Ashley Lister. They, they were, they were so helpful with me to begin with. Uh, it's a fantastic evening um, held at Bootleg Social. Um, they're so supportive and they allow. What was great about that group was they allowed me to do what I wanted. Yeah. So they always say that it's considered slightly controversial night because it is very much. It can be anything. You could say most things. Obviously, within certain parameters, you can't be racist and that, yeah. and you shouldn't be, obviously. No, exactly. But you want to talk, you want to talk dark and macabre. You can have dark and macabre. You want funny and light-hearted. You'll get funny and light-hearted. You can get yeah. anything. You can get ones that are from the soul and stuff like that. Any of that. It's just it's an open field. And it's, you want, really. it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's held in a really nice place as well. And then there's also Lancashire Dead Good Poets Society. That's where everything started. Um, I've been to them actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went, I, I went there, and that's where I started it all because it all came about. I was taken to see John Cooper Clark at the Winter Gardens. I'd never heard of him before this, which is sacrilege now. I understand, <laughs> but I never heard of him because I wasn't, mm. I wasn't into poetry, if I'm honest, before this. Um, because my only experience of poetry was obviously those books, World Time Poetry, oh, Doctor Zeus, bit of a laugh, bit of a joke. And it was AQA books at school, and you don't like anything you're made to study. Yeah, you don't. Or if you do, you end up hating it afterwards. Yeah, so you end up just sort of resenting it. So my my experience with that was like, oh no, not really. And then I got played Chicken Town. Oh yeah, it was classic. Deserved classic. Absolutely deserved. They played me Chicken Town, and it was like a breakthrough moment for me in my head, where I was like, wait, that's valid? That's okay? So I've been for years doing these, I, I, I have a thing that I do called Some Panels, Miserable Misanthropy, misanthropy Drawn Badly. Mm. It's a series of panels inspired by a thing called Modern Toss, which I absolutely adore. Uh, and they're miserable panels, they're misanthropic. Mm. They've been doing it for years, they're all drawn badly, but they're always misanthropic jokes. Not good. 
and I always thought it was a bit on the outskirts, no one would be interested in this. Like, I had an idea of doing for a gallery thing, they were like, open submissions. So yeah. I wanted to do a huge, a huge um, white canvas, mm. just really small word oh. in the middle. She had to really focus on it, and all it said was, fuck off. <laughs> that's all I wanted to do. And I was told, you can't do that. And I was like, that's what I want to do though. And it's like, it's a joke, but it's also a comment on the fact that I've studied, I've studied art. I teach media, film and theatre at times. You can sometimes overstudy something. You can over, oh, this means this, and the meat's on sending. And sometimes you just go, no, hold on. Maybe it's a bit more simple. So that's what I wanted to do. And I got told that. So I, I, I went to see him, and I was like, oh my God, this guy does what I do. I speak this stuff. And I was like, he does it, and he's allowed, and I'm a performer, and I'm not doing this. What's going on here? So I decided to give it a go. And I just went after, I, I was working making adverts at the time. Uh, and I made an advert um, and I just went from the office one Friday went straight to there and just did it and the reception was wonderful and I was like oh well I'm validated now and that meant a lot because at the time I decided to be a freelance artist roughly around that time mm. um, that's a whole different story on its own but it's a sort of a sort of an off chance email which even led me in this direction mm. going on to a thing called the faculty which is amazing like an artist development course when I didn't think I was an artist at all. I never said I was. It's taken me years to call myself an artist. I've never, I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a charlatan. You remember, you remember the piss artist previously, but that's a different ball game. Maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I was probably still am, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, but people pay me, so yeah, that's fine. Um, it's one of those things. So it's like, I'm, I struggled with all that. And then someone very, very close to me at the time, very close, just said, why are you being an artist? Because you're taking the piss out of people who want to be real artists. Oof. Yeah, and they were very, very close to me. They were like, you're taking the piss. And that's, I've never forgot that, obviously. Bring it up on a podcast. Um, no, that's fair enough, mate. And it's one of those things that's like, that hurt me so badly. Because I I finally got to the point where I was going, I'm going to do this as a career. I became self-employed, I'm going to do this. And they said that. I was like, oh. So, if I'm not valid, I'm not, I'm not, you know, what? So, ever since then, what I've done is I've just worked and worked and worked because I it took me years to call myself an artist as I've mentioned before and it's really still something that I struggle with sometimes it took me to 40 mate and I'm 47 yeah, yeah. now so. um, but do you know what if I'm going to call myself it then I'm going to act like it mm. I'm going to make stuff and it's going to be good and I'm going to do this and I'm going to work my arse off and I do work my arse off I like to think um, and it's good but in my terms yeah, if I am an artist and I can talk about what I want to do and I'll do it my way yeah. I'm not I'm but the best artists for any sort of one do it the way they want to do it. Yeah. Do it they're in the, the parameters their rules are in life. And, and, and to get Don't this out, I'll tell you what to do. Yeah, to get this out there, I call myself an artist, but I can't paint. <laughs> so I'm not an artist when you, you know when you like, seen a bad my paintings. Yeah, well, you, you know when you tell people you go, I'm an artist, they go, oh, so what do you paint? Yeah. You go, no, actually, I do other things. Yeah. Or you go, like, oh, I do theatre. Oh, you do the theatre. Yeah, well, you get oh, that. Mate. You know what I mean? I can't stand that stuff. Um, I mean, there's so a lot of preconceptions a lot with like, you said, art stuff, like, you said, theatre poetry and like you could talk about now and yeah everything's because a lot of these are old it's been in existence for years something De- decades and centuries people think, like theater oh yes you're an actor yeah actor it bollocks <laughs> i always <laughs> go they go you're an actor i go you're a wanker and when you get like poetry don't you like i said it's, like, it's a common myth until people got came along until it stopped broken etc it's all Shakespeare stuff yeah. and stuff like that. It's not, it goes much beyond that. Yeah, like, here's a sonnet, here's a... Yeah. Like, hold on, mate, have you heard my stuff? Like, yeah, exactly. We'll get to that later, obviously. Yeah, um, of course. Also, I, I tried... I sort of styled myself a bit like John Cooper Clark. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> yes, you know, like, Don't tell people what you're wearing, then, just so people get an idea. I didn't know it was that kind of podcast. <laughs> um, but, the sure. Gift, the gift mask is quite entertaining. <laughs> Shh, we're in a cafe. <laughs> I'll unzip it in a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... What I am wearing is a sort of little cheeky little number. Uh, now I've got like a blazer on, sort of like a felt type blazer. Uh, black shirt with white polka dots on it. Uh, black skinnies and some black Converse. So it's a hot day, as you can tell. So I've got a lot of deodorant on as well. Oh God, I know it's. You're like, you walk in a black and um, anybody that follows you on Facebook would have seen your Facebook post today that cracked me up. Did it? About oh, you're washing. Yeah. I'll let you show a view to your post, mate. Sure, right. So it's just, I did my washing today. I like to think I'm a clean man. But like I did a washing today, and all my, I just put it all out on the washing line. Just black t-shirts, 
Just black t-shirt. Someone pointed out as well in the same picture. You can see where because I've, I've put my uh, like yeah. uh, clothes horse outside as well with my pants and socks on it. Undies and that. Yeah, giant sock, weren't you? Only pants and socks. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what are you doing? Your pants and socks in the picture. I was like, at least they're clean. <laughs> at least they're clean. You know what I mean? So, so right. I had some fun. Um, I'm off topic here. But I don't care. Thank you very much. <laughs> and my washing machine actually blew up last Friday. Jesus. I know. I did like it on. I put it on. And um, oh, it was week last Friday, actually, it was. So I had smoke coming out the back of it. And I had to rescue the clothes from it. And then How can up, a oh, I can sort of imagine, but I'm like, yeah. watching scene full of water and setting yeah. it on fire. Yeah, it's I'd like a SpongeBob moment. And then I'm all dry. It took my week to get all dry. Actually, soaked. But I went down last Friday. Morrison's at the back of me and they've got like a washing machine outside the actual store <laughs> in like a hole in the wall it was great put more of the clothes in there people walking past looking at me what the fuck's going on yeah here? well you know at least you're clean mate yeah. that's the main <laughs> thing it was great fun because I was watching all thinking and in fact I think God he's got guts doing that yeah well you know pants are pants as long as yeah. I'm, well, I'm not stood there in the picture myself just yeah. you know hands on hips not Nick Cayman not Nick Cayman moment oh, you ever saw that advert no 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 I have I got the body for that so no it could be an so. incitement to riot wouldn't it <laughs> it probably would with my gut right with my gut so I said my interview you probably doing it people would be like me saying oh god put it away yeah there you go <laughs> put it away put it seal it in lead and dump it in the North Sea now obviously like, I know obviously you're not just a poison obviously uh, but another day job because I don't talk about them. Yeah. I know you do lots of other bits and pieces as well, don't you? you yes. Like, do, you want, do you want to tell people a little bit about what other stuff you're doing? Sure, of course. Well? Um, so I, I make adverts. Well, I have made adverts for um, a company. Uh, and that during that time, I, I, I was teaching myself completely how to animate. So I animate in After Effects. That's a heck of a skill to do, that one. It's all right. I, I'm, self, I'm largely self-taught, believe it or not. So a lot of, like, obviously... Um, I, I, I did the arts stuff at university and this and the other but when it came to animating and stuff I taught myself yeah. I wanted to do it so I taught myself how to do that uh, so I, I animate things like uh, I've recently just done a a thing that came up for the Winter Gardens Film Festival which was to tell people to turn mobile phones up and stuff so I made a little phone character of eyes that, you know oh, have you not been tempted to try and do the animation of your poetry yet? yes I'm working poetry. on one right. I've done two I've done two so one I've just brought today because um, I don't know if you want to mention this, but today's the anniversary of the Manchester Emmy and Arena. Yeah. Two years ago. Today. Fortunately, the time this podcast goes live, it was you live. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, twenty second of May. It's today. Yeah, it's so that's, that's yeah. the day of recording. Um, I did one of that, um, and that's gone up. I did that two years ago, uh, and I'm currently working on at the moment one at the moment, which is called um, "Come Come Keep Dry with Me." I think it's called, and hmm. it's it's focusing on mental health because I find that really important. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. And, and it's one of those things, it means a lot to me, and maybe we can go into that later. But yeah, yeah, of course. Um, right. Yeah, so I'm working on that at the moment. I'm animating one of those. It's not fully written, and I've not fully got there because I'm having to draw people and there's something to put it in. Yeah, I was going to say to you, you actually draw them or draw them hand drawn, or is it computer drawn? It's more computer drawn. It's all computer drawn. I don't do cell animation. I'd love to, but I'm, I'm just not that talented. Yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to learn it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all sort of like vector graphics, shapes, and things. Uh, I did one recently. Because um, I do a lot of it, just I don't get paid to do some of them. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. Yeah, some of them I do just for myself. And, and I did one recently about um, about mental health, and the the best thing to do is to talk to someone. I used a, a cloud, and I gave a cloud a face and made it rain. And the idea is when you stop, because clouds are when when they rain they're heavy. Yeah, and, and mental health problems and something that is heavy. They they are heavy subjects. So it's raining, something other, and it talks to another cloud, and then it stops raining because it feels lighter and it's got rid of no, its no, load. Excellent idea. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I do stuff like that. Um, uh, I'm a videographer, so I'm currently filming a few um, events at the moment, um, and I'm going to edit them together to make some packages. It's a thing called Wheel of Dancing. Come join us, which is a fantastic, uh, socially engaged piece of art by a, an artist that I really. I, I love Sam Jane Simpson, she's amazing. Um, I do socially engaged art as well, um, which was, as I mentioned before, the windmill thing. Um, and on a freelance basis, I, I, am, I have a PGC in teaching media, film and theatre for post-compulsory education. So I do them as workshops as well. Wow. Um, I, also wow. I also do like sketch comedy and stuff when I'm asked to do that as well. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm no better than you. Like, people don't know me, I do free podcasts on three different podcasts. Smoke labels all the time now, two monthly ones. Don't know if you've seen, I actually do like loads of ambient music as well. 
Really? From what you heard, Booth. No, don't Ocean say that. You have to send me that. I just say you can that. find it. It's an Ocean of Buckle. So okay. I'll send it over to you. I've done about that. I'd love, yeah. I'll do buy a single a month on that normally. Just some nice. I'm looking I've got the MIDI keyboard. I'll get it on my laptop. All right. And okay. I'll just playing on the amps all the time. Well, I've, I've just downloaded some um, music making software because I'm going to try and teach myself that as well. You can go and get yourself a MIDI keyboard from online from Amazon for like 40 quid. Yeah, I might do that. And that's easier. If you get a good one, it covers all your that. <laughs> rubbishness right I was going to say because um, I can't play an instrument it's one thing I definitely can't do that dance oh, watching me dance is like a bit of modern art there's something there but you don't quite know what it is you oh, can interpretate dreadful. it but whatever yeah, I'm dreadful because I've got one eye that works so I'm partially sighted <laughs> right. when I, do, I try and dance I back, I'm back into things oh, right, and what's yeah. scary is Amanda and the ladies have got the same problem so like you're right. dancing we're backing into each other standing okay. on toes all the time yeah. the thing is I can't play an instrument I'd love to because I've never been the triple threat that everyone talks about where you can yeah. sing, dance and act I, I do do singing though uh, but I can't play an instrument so I missed out on that whole you know growing up doing Hey There Delilah at school stuff and being oh, all into all the girls wanted to talk to me because I could play guitar I was like I do theatre yeah. <laughs> so you, like, you did it the other way around didn't you so, so, I've, I've, I've always tried to I've always tried to the one job I always wanted was to be a stand up comic originally I always wanted to do that and that's what I wanted to be as a kid. My mum and dad bought me loads of joke books. You've got this sort of charisma about you as a person, and maybe in the future. Yeah, I have done one or two attempts at it, you know, and it's gone fine. But I prefer, like, I can use my poetry to do that. I don't know if you've noticed, but some of the poems that I've done, they have funny moments and jokes in it. and So it's like stand-up anyway. It's very, very borderline stand-up. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. I might read it with you. So, right, we're going to have to pause the conversation here because okay. we've gone on for 25 minutes already, everybody. No, what we're going to do, we'll take a quick break because I'm keeping around the time here for band camp restrictions. And we'll be right back to the real minute. And we'll carry on because there's going to be a bit more yet. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> See you all soon. Spoken Lane. Spoken Lane. Hi, guys. It's Andy again. Right. Over to my new friend again. Now, let's see how Ant goes on this time then. Okay, Ant, now obviously, we're going on before about your projects and stuff you've done, so about the animation, which I found really interesting. And I'm going to talk about that later because I've got there's something coming up I want to remind you your help on. Right. Awesome, yeah, by all means. Well, we'll come on that off mic because that's something I can't reveal yet. <laughs> now, obviously, but I want to talk about, we're here today about your poetry, really. Yes. Now, obviously, like, you're such a vast multimedia guy, there's so much. Eh? Obviously, we talk about where your poetry came from when you were younger, but where did the adult poetry man come from? Tell me a bit more about your early days in Blackpool when you first started performing your poetry. Um, it's, it... And I want to know about how how you felt the difference in Manchester. You've got a second there yeah. as well. Okay, so I just as I mentioned before, the couple of groups that I did in Blackpool, they are quite. Do you feel like different nights, different mm. sort of audiences? And I'm so glad that I got that experience because. My material did work for both. The reception was different for both. Yeah, no night to say anything anyway. It's totally fine. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. I love working with crowds. I love that stuff, getting to the back. I love... Um, the thing that I think I can live and die on, on stage, is um, energy. Mm, I'm, I'm a big proponent. I, I don't believe in auras and all that sort of stuff, but slightly hypocritically, I do believe in stage energy. And... I love feeding off an audience. They need to be with me. I need to be with them. Yeah. They need to be with me. Because there's some stuff that I haven't done at Spoken Label yet, which is quite near the knuckly stuff, often mostly politically. Uh, I'm very left-leaning individual. Uh, I, think it's, it's I think it's fair to, yeah, I think it's fair to obvious to know that now. But like, um, some of the stuff that I say, I, I don't hold back. If I want to get something across, I'm getting it across. And I need you with me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I don't want to just start saying this stuff and then, you know what I mean? Um, because. But then again, I don't understand how some of the stuff I can say can be near the knuckle when all I really ever want is people to just you know, love each other and that. Yeah, yeah, of course. You should, should be allowed to be whoever you want. I've been so lucky and privileged to be able to get to the position where I am now from my background. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've come from, like I said, quite a humble background I have myself. Like, so thankful for that. I'm so thankful. So, what I do then is I use what I... I use my... Good fortune, I'd say, because I I don't want to say, oh, it's all my talent. No, luck has played a huge part. My parents have played a massive part as well, and my 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 friends, family, my my support group. Without them, I wouldn't be here. I just wouldn't be here doing this podcast with you now. Because one of the greatest things is, in terms of the poetry and everything like that, and this goes back to where I started. 
I gave it a go, well aware I could easily fail. The whole artist thing I'm doing now, I'm well aware at any point it could fail. I'm not special. Anyone can do what I can do. You're just hard working, that's the difference, you don't give up. That's, that's fine, and, and that's fine, but in, even, in order to even get to this position, where I am now, I can be as hard working as you like. I know people who are hard working and nowhere near close to where I am. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. Because if it fails, if it ever fails, my mum and dad say this to me every time they see me, there'll always be a home for you here, there'll always be a roof over your head, and you'll never go without. And I've got friends that are, do the same sentiment. Do you know what I mean? They don't have to say that, obviously I'm not going to live with them, but if I fail, that's okay. Um, back home, I've just been back home because I've been filming some stuff. Yeah, of course. I've got a little nephew called Henry, he's three years old, and he's my best friend. He's my best, best friend. And I, 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 I've got, you know, friends of my age who I'd say my best friends, but he is my best, best friend. Because no matter whatever happens, no matter if, like, I do a night and it goes awry, I do a poem, it doesn't work. He doesn't care. I'm Uncle Anne. He just wants to give me a hug and, like, yeah, play games. We played pirates for an hour the other day. <laughs> I've still, I've had, to, I've had to take it off today, but I had a transfer tattoo of Batman on my arm. Oh, brilliant. Because he had one, brilliant. and I had to have one, Uncle Anne had to have one. <laughs> I was tapping it because he was like, I'm Batman, you got to ring me, so I was tapping <laughs> that. I've got that. That, no matter whatever happens, I've got that. Yeah, you've got, you've got that. I don't need money for that. But some people don't have that. So what I do in my work, especially my political stuff when I, I do, uh, like the political poem I did the other day, yes. uh, thing, I want to use my look and platform to talk out about the other people. There's so many people from my, from my, back, from my history that have fallen by the wayside, and this, that and the other. And I think what happened was, they're not bad people, they've done nothing wrong. I think social economically things have come up and have taken them away from the opportunities they could have had. Do you know what I mean? You take opportunity away from someone, and you take someone away from anything. If I didn't have the creative bit, if I wasn't lucky enough to be showed the creative thing, yeah. So I've got to use what I've been given to do that, to yeah. talk about these things. Perfect. Why not? Perfect, I completely agree. So that's what I've been doing. Where do you see your, your stuff going next time? Do you have any sort of plans for the future? I do, actually. Never thought I'd ever say this. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever say this because As a performer, I think I can perform. Whether I'm good or not, it's not for me to say. I leave that to other people. I That's don't want right. to say I'm good. That's right. I don't want to say I'm brilliant and this and the other. I don't. There is a slight bit of ego, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be egocentric. Look, that gives us. It gives us Trump for one thing. Like, I don't want to be that because. If I start doing that, I go, well, I'm brilliant, and start and you're there, and everyone goes, that's the way you should always be. And I'm like, well, no, because you come across as an arsehole. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to be there. There is, there is a few of them on the sort yeah, of circuit, yeah. and I know a couple, I'm not naming no names. I said, but no, certainly as we don't, I'm a firm believer the writing is the right, writing yeah. to carry forward, not the ego. So yeah. Well, I don't, if you want to book me, <laughs> I don't know anyone. Um, but like, um, so this is, the, the plan now is, quite happy with some of the material I've got, but I'm never happy, do you know what I mean? Now, happy never, with what I've got, but I'm never happy. I don't think, really, if you ever come happy with the material, it's time to stop writing. Yeah, I'm so, a firm believer. so what I'm doing is, I've gone, um, I want to do more events, mm. more open mics, this and the other. I'd love to get on a show, I've already done one, um, it was called Kibosh Cabaret in Lancaster, I had a 20 minute set, that was a few years ago, and I loved it, but I want to do more like that, I want to start building and doing more. I love my artist stuff, but I'm a performer at heart. Yeah, I love course, it. Love course. it. So I want to do more and more and more. So I want to start getting on bills for things. I'd like it to be like this night. One of the poets is Anthony Briscoe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I want to do it, and I, but I don't want to leapfrog it. I want to work. You want to get there naturally. You feel ready for it, yeah. I want to work. I love working. I love going to nights and doing my thing and then getting feedback and working. I want to keep going. And ultimately, I'd, I'd love to be a performance poet fully. Do you know what I mean? Um, because aspirationally, yeah, I no. would be really happy to be allowed to do what I do as a job now, the arts, this, that and the other, and be able to make a living off it and live. I don't have to live amazingly, but I live comfortably and get to do what I want to do in my life. I'm more than happy, mate. I'm more than happy. Best way to be, mate, indeed. 
Right, um, I've got a couple of things I need to talk to you off mic anyway, because I've got a couple of suggestions that you should be looking at for okay. your future, but we'll do them off mic later. Sure, sure. this up. But if people want to find out more about you, which I'll, they will be on the write-up anyway, where do, where do they go to find out so, more about you? Um, all one word, or lowercase, AB Freelance Artist on Instagram. I put stuff up there. Um, I have a Twitter, AB Freelance Artist. Um, I have a Facebook, which I really need to get on with. I'm really bad at updating them. That's AB Freelance Artist on Facebook. Um, but I am thinking very soon of making a poetry page separate. I think you have of, to. Of, of Anthony Briscoe Poet or AB Poetry. I'm going to AB Poetry for you. AB Poetry might do it. You're going to AB Freelance Artist. Keep the consistency. On brand. On brand. Yeah, on brand yeah. I'm going to do that. Um, but I'm not adverse to people adding me personally. I've got another time. Come have a chat. <laughs> By all means, I think. Why not talk? We, we don't talk enough these days. No, we Come don't. Come have a chat with me. You might be a stranger. You might be a weirdo. I've plenty of weirdos. <laughs> Trust me, I've had a few. Jeez. Like, oh, I've had some strange ones. There you go, you see. Then. It's the internet. And that's the poetry. It's poetry sometimes as well. Yeah, I've had, I've had several. Don't worry. Um, but by all means, Anthony Briscoe. Come find me. Yeah, yeah, have a chat. He didn't, scare, he didn't scare me off, guys and girls, but I've met him at speakeasy, so <laughs> well worth a chat. Been great fun tonight, Ant. Thank so you so much. We're going to take another quick pause, and then we're going to come back and you're going to read a few poems out for us, aren't you? Sir? Sure, of course, thank right. you. Hang around, we'll see you all soon. Bye. Right. Spoken, mate. Spoken, mate. Hi, guys. I guess I'm peace and quiet now. Yay. Over to Ant now, he's going to read up four poems for us. It's called The Clown Funeral, a report from a clown funeral. As the day started, we were invited to the chapel so we could all mourn in our own ways and pay our respect to the dead. In walked the vicar, opened the door, and a bucket of water that balanced on top of it fell onto his head. Several clown pallbearers brought the coffin in. Naturally, many of them tumbled over and fell down. Our banana peels left in the walkway lastly by other inconsiderate clowns, dropping the casket face first upon the ground. Given such a duty to big floppy shoed clowns was always precarious, but this was a clown funeral, so it was tragically hilarious. Then they tried to turn the casket over into a, in a flurry of big wigs, honking clown noises, beeps and shoves. Some kept redropping it because they couldn't get much purchase on the varnished wood with the big clown gloves. But when they turned it over, there was a large crack in front of it and it started to break. Then it blew open with the sound of slide whistles and a flurry of confetti and springy snakes. Turns out there was a misunderstanding in the mix-up at the clown funeral home, and after two more, one contained a load of custard, the other beans, they finally brought the correct one in so we could begin. That doesn't rhyme, I just thought it's part of the report. What struck me was that many of the clowns present seemed rather happy and smiley and showed a decent amount of restraint, but in truth they were just devastated. I was just thrown by their smiles and happy faces because they were just covered in face paint. Relatives and well-wishing clowns came from all around, from near and some from far. Clowns like Bobo, Popo, Jello, Tickles, Molo, Molly, Dimple, Crafty, Goofy, Luffy, Jimbo, Toodles, Clueless, Raffles, Uncle Funny, yeah he's on the register but it was day release, Choo Choo, Trixie, Dimple, Cupcake Buddy and Wiggles McDiggles. If no one has a clue how he got that name, we can only assume it was through nefarious ways. All these clowns came from near and far and they all came together in one small clown car. The vicar, who, by the way, was also a clown, opened the ceremony with a request. Could everyone refrain from coughing? This later dawned on the congregation that it was a pun, but this is a clown funeral. They're meant to be fun. I wasn't sure he was in the coffin, but I felt that while I was there, I should pay my respects. So I built up the confidence to approach the clown vicar to ask it. Turns out there was roughly 278 clowns crammed inside that casket. That's awful, I replied. What could cause such a thing? I was informed it was due to a 28 clown car pileup on the M26, due to a lorry overturning and spilling all its contents of silly string. The police had a press conference after finding out how the lorry was able to spill its load by tipping to the ground. They concluded that the driver was not in control of the vehicle at the time and should have been paying attention, but instead he was just... He was just... He was just clowning around. After tipping the lorry over, the driver flew out the windscreen, did a few somersaults, roly-polers and a triple backflip, but that was due to the momentum of the crash and was later announced dead at the scene. One weird white and black clown followed me through the day and not saying much, but appearing to be sad and getting in my way all the time. Finally, I snapped and had to say something. Turns out it was just a grief-stricken mime, who became even worse when I told him the mime funeral was in another two hours' time. There were different, co there were different coloured polka dot hankies everywhere, all from one clown's pocket so clowns could dry their eyes. Clowns were invited to throw a rose or some dirt into the lower coffin, but many just threw custard pies. One particularly sad clown, though, stood up, up to the lectern, to make a speech, and he spoke words that were so solemn, weighted with so much emotion, and genuine anguish and pain, through the din of the congregation, that he cut right on through. He said, I cannot believe you are all gone. 
clown gone. You were my friends, clown friends. My colleagues, clown colleagues. My rocks, you know, clown rocks. My idols, clowns. And my everything, more clowns. And now you were gone, forever leaving me. And he started to cry. And now, now I don't know what to do, 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 And that was my report from the clown funeral. What? I was all right. Brilliant. Where did that come from, that piece? I just thought it was funny. It is funny. It came from the idea I was like, what could be sad and funny at the same time? And I went, well, clowns are sad and funny at the same time. They're also terrifying. So I was like, well, why not just take the mic? And I was like, well, what would be funny? I was like, well, how many clowns do you get in a clown car? Oh, what would happen after that? Nothing like you, honestly. Um, <laughs> Excellent stuff. Shall I, shall I move on? Yes, please. Okay. You're, going to, you're going to do a, ch a child piece. A next, children's right? one, yeah. This is about is, space. Is this for your nephew, I guess? A little bit, yeah, but it's also due to the fact that I, I just love space. I'm oh, huge yeah. into space. Same thing um, as well. I've, I've even got uh, Carl Sagan's Cosmos on vinyl. Fantastic. Yeah, I've got You're going to that. enjoy my, my, my experimental music we were talking about before because the last six releases have all been on space. Right. I've got albums planned for that, so... But yeah, I, I, I believe um, that poetry can be uh, educational as well. Oh, yeah. Like Lord Reef without any of the racism. So I know form educate and entertain, so this is Space's Ace. I want to talk about something that I love that can be found at a night way up above, a place that I would describe as Ace, and that place is space. Because space is Ace. It's a never-ending expanse filled with planets and stars, full of Star Wars and Star Treks, Luke Skywalkers and Captain Picards. A place where we live, although we are very small. Compared to the rest, we come across as lonely, but let me assure you, we are not lonely at all. From a tiny, unimaginable point, this all began. It exploded and littered with an expanse of planet stars and suns. It was a violent cacophony of explosions, of destruction, but also of rebirth. And this was the process that gave us our home, what we call the planet Earth. This tiny rock, in comparison to the rest, where all the stars, molecules and light beams from the beginning have come to rest, is our home, full of seas, sands and lands, and where our species, our human race, makes it stand. When you think of the universe, it's easy to feel that we're all alone, that there's no other life in an inhabitable zone, that may be depressing to some, but not to me, because if all this is true, then how amazing is it that we have come to be? We came from what we call the primordial soup, from bacteria, amoeba-like creatures in ponds, where over time these cells started to form stronger bonds. As the face of the planet changed, we also changed and became the creatures in the seas, then we left the safety of the water to the land and became well, chimpanzees. We continue to evolve with opposable thumbs and the ability to walk outright, gain cognitive thought and reason and learn to learn about the day and the night. We created civilizations and we ruled the day. I would, however, argue that we somehow got lost along the way. But for all this to happen, it took billions of years of happy accidents and the universe turned its gears and it's not over yet. It continues to move on. You see, if the universe was a clock, and you wanted to gauge how long we've been around since it had begun, if we did it in minutes, well let me tell you, we've barely been around for one. But why are we here? What is the point? Well, that's pretty hard to pinpoint, but I have a theory. We are primarily carbon-based life forms, the same element that can be found in abundance in galaxies in massive solar storms. We are made of the same elements the universe is made of, the same stuff we see in the night above. I agree with Carl Sagan myself when he said, we are a way for the cosmos to know itself. And I can back this up if I have it enough. He also said, we are made of star stuff. We are the universe incarnate, we embody the stars, we study space and all its scars, from black holes to supernovas, from other galaxies further away, we see this all from our small part of the universe where for now we stay. We have unlocked many, many mysteries of the universe and there's still many more to unravel, like what is dark matter and can we ever achieve light travel? We've achieved this in such a small amount of time, vast concepts that boggle the mind. We are capable of so much, of understanding and of truth, and there is no limit because, let me tell you mate, space has no roof. From bacteria in a pond to the human race, we are the universe itself. And at least for me, that is why space is ace. Fantastic. Oh, I'm surprised you're not out of way yourself. I've read these poems, but you put so much into them. 
Like, and obviously, like, you really want to tap the table now, but you're on stage, like, I'm, I've been shattered after reading that. Yeah. Out. You were jumping a bit, like, running around I the just, stage. I just right, enjoy so. it. So it doesn't matter. I might be tired, but yeah. I'm tired for a good reason. Yeah. Do you know best what I mean? Way, I'm not way. tired because I'm bored. I'm tired because I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah definitely going full and best way to be. Um, now, your next one is um, somewhat different altogether, isn't it? It's the first one you ever saw me do. Yes, it was, and I remember this one as well. And the finale piece as well. So, um... I love the fact here. Anyone that could run here today, they notice his first few pieces are all tied. Lovely tapped up piece of paper. And his third one looks like it's been in a dishwasher. <laughs> I love this poem so much that I've tried to do it so much and I haven't bought a printer yet. So, there you go. It's, in the, it's literally like in about two pieces of page here, isn't it? It's an ancient scroll. <laughs> um, okay, so this is called Sellout again, sorry. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. I just don't feel right. And I know I'm feeling weak and when I really should be stronger, but I'm not powered by Jorah's cell, the battery. That's the battery that lasts longer. You see, there's a saying that you should take the smooth with the rough, not the milky bar, kid. He's strong and tough, and only the best is good enough. The creamiest milk, the whitest bar, the good tasting Nestle, milky bar. Maybe you should man up, grab a Snickers, get some nuts, but my heart feels broken, like a Yorkie bar dropped to the ground, which is somehow not well sold to girls. You see, a relationship that slowly fades and dies over time cannot simply shake her back to put the freshness back. No, I feel like I keep jumping through hoops like polos, the mint with a hole, and I don't know what to do and you only get an ooh with typhoon. So I'm planting my seeds of hopes into lines, hoping these beans of hopes will flourish. You know what beans means? Beans means hinds. And my friends are saying, Ant, you're moving too fast, you're trying too hard, there's, every, there's everything else, there's always alternatives in the right. Because for everything else, there's MasterCard, and it's all because the lady loves milk tray. Not, not me. Maybe I should have a break. Have a Kit Kat. But oh, two, we are better connected. That I believe I don't have any uncertainty. Mobile life is for sharing. But love is something deep inside, like a Subway sandwich that I want to eat fresh. Because she had the most beautiful eyes that I've ever seen. Maybe she was born with it. Maybe it was Maybelline. And I wanted those eyes to fall upon me so me and her could restart this. But I feel like I'm missing something that... Max Factor, the makeup of makeup artists, and I wish I could say my name was Ron Seal, exactly what it says in the tin, or John Smith's No Notice, No Nonsense. I wish I could do that, but my head smashed, and remember mash, eat, smash, but she was so good, like Cravendale milk, even the cows want it back. And if you saw her, you say she had this kind of Kiora, which is too orangey for crows, and you couldn't ignore her. When she's out and about, her beauty hits you like Clavonia. Cough medicine with clout. She had the most beautiful built body that I'd ever seen but she also had the temperament of a queen and she'd only eat nothing but the healthiest prepared cuisine I suppose you could say in many ways she was my lean mean fat reducing grilling machine but I don't have that I'm now my own and let me tell you that a Mars a day can do, a Mars a day does not help you work, rest and play, and happiness is not a cigar called Hamlet. And even though Heineken refreshes the parts that other beers cannot reach, the answers are not at the bottom of a bottle. You need to get up and go to work on an egg and take each day a night and just do it. And try to forget holding your hands that felt as soft as your face when you do it with mild green fairy liquid. And how I would just flake apart like only the crumbiest, flakiest chocolate tastes like chocolate never tasted before. And I just need to pick up myself, I would pick up a penguin because I know that I've been tangoed. I feel like like brands but only cheaper and I remain upset and cry evidently but at least I can dry my tears using hot sheet that does plenty and I'll try and reinvent myself and do it by the book and I'll try and get the London look because the future's bright the future's orange but it's not Terry's it's mine and I shall throw away my worries and live like Sainsbury's and live well for less and everyone that I know and that I love will be my Tesco's because every little helps and I will explain myself now like I will always do like I always do oral be the number one recommended by dentists they're not myself when alone at night because love her, I hate it that that's Marmite and I shall do all this but never fully forget that she was my Gillette the best a man can get and I thought she was my everything and I do not know exactly where it went wrong but for a while at least she was my one but maybe maybe I need to accept that she's now washing machines last longer with Cal gone that sellout. Oh, I've forgotten about the singing bit there. <laughs> Brilliant. Can't do it too loud, we are in a library, but like... <laughs> well, if you ever want to see that, it's worth it, because you really belt some out there, I really you? go for that bit <laughs> the end, yeah, I, have I, to. I remember it well then. I've forgotten the singing bit. Brilliant. Okay, um, I know the last piece is Heartbreak, isn't it? Yes. 
I'll let you jump straight in and we'll ask you a question about this one because I know about this one already. Yeah, well... It's, I think it's supposed to pretty self-explanatory, this one. <coughs> okay. The world has moved away from me and I am spinning far away like I have been let go by us gravity and there I am. I am left spinning. Nothing by the momentum of my fall, yet nowhere to fall to. A cold emptiness rivaled only by the emptiness I suddenly feel inside. My thoughts now keep me company, but each one of them pulls my heart in a direction I am now unable to go in. And it hurts. My heart hurts. It feels as if it's been cut from the very fabric of myself in a rush with dull scissors leaving it frayed and uneven. A rejected manufacturing mistake replaced by a weight that I have to find the strength to carry and in time the strength to lift. But this has left me weak. I stumble for crutches to help me stand on my own two feet, but with my struggle for clarity and reason, with my frayed heart stitched upon my shoulder and my brain, which is always led by my heart, it is lost and I falter. So I drink in the night sky. But my eyes are so blinded that I struggle to take in the majesty of what I see around me, even though I am aware it is there. Somewhere. I have lost, as I am lost. Sitting at a table now with only a meal for one and I have lost my appetite to eat. But if it is true and music truly is the food of love, then I still say, play on. But you make sure you play loudly and with everything you've got because silence, it is deafening. Punctured only by the beating of my broken heart, which it proves it's still there. And I am aware that I have become a slave to Time's Arrow, shot and killed by Cupid's bow into a future I did not accept, but one I have to accept. But until then, the world has moved away from me and I'm spinning far away like I have been let go by Earth's gravity and there I am. I am left spinning. A lost cosmonaut of love waiting to take, make a connection, communication. I just want to be brought home. Aww. Really sad enough to finish, finish off with that. Can we tell a joke? Uh, what, anything clean? You know what it is? Yeah. Two dogs go drinking, wake up the next morning, the other just feels rough. Oh, God. Yeah, that's crap. <laughs> I'm not going to go into my jokes. I'll get this podcast taken down and I run it. So. Jesus. I know. I know dirty ones. <laughs> really dirty ones. They come from my brother. So, and there's some guys who feels is Andy and thanking Aunt Prisco today for a very entertaining Thank chat. Thank you so, so much. It was brilliant fun. I so, appreciate it. I'll speak to you all soon. Take care. Bye. Spoken Label. Spoken Label. Thanks again for listening to another session of Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop. Bandcamp.com. And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Have a spoken name. Spoken name.